You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com. Era, era, two heels in a face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two's in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we're doing a show preview. That's right. But we have a guest to help us with that, which we introduce. The show we are previewing is War Wrestling 28. It's just weird saying that. Like 28. That's 28. a lot. We just posted a audiogram on our Instagram feed uh, at the number two heels in a face. I think that was a audiogram of Warrior Wrestling Two. So now we're at twenty-eight. So it's been it's been a it's been a where is the time going, Chris? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it feels like we were just you know setting up at the VIP reception or VIP area and yeah. interviewing and talking to fans and you know kind of experiencing that whole thing. And now it's, I mean, Warrior has been traveling. They've been all over the place. Uh, South Bend recently, and now Talia Hall coming up. Talia Hall, I want to get into the venue a little bit. I think mm-hmm. the venue, um, we're going to the show, believe it or not. Let's see. I mean, I'll see if it ha- if we get there physically, <laughs> but that's <laughs> the plan, right, to, to go to the show. We will be there. We will be there. Come on. Let's just yeah. keep thinking positive here. Keep thinking positive. But it's it's as I've always wanted to see a wrestling show here. I never have. I've missed all the galley shows here. I've always I've I've never wanted to go out to Villa Park on a Sunday, but like every there time was, there was a galley, there was a. I remember like we we're still recording in your um, apartment uh, in Pilsen. Yeah, there was a. I think it's Freeland so close. was trying to book a, a show there, mm-hmm. and it was so close to happening, and and it just didn't happen. Yeah, I used to live. I used to live on 15th Street. This venue is on 16th Street. I think, or 18th Street in Pilsen. 18th, yeah. 18th, 18th. Um, so I was like a nine-minute walk from this from this venue. Uh, I used to live in that area. And Pilsen is just a fantastic neighbor. Honestly, be, go before, go to places before, go to places after if you're going to the show. Because like walk around 18th Street. It's a phenomenal. I love the, I love the, the neighborhood. Um, but we do have some help. We've enlisted some help today to get us through the show preview. Uh, talk about a little bit about Warrior Wrestling 27, just like touch on some things. I watched some of that show virtually as well. And this person was there. Uh, this person has his own podcast. He will let we'll let him, I guess, tell you all about that. But we couldn't get we we didn't reach out to Principal Steve, as Frank McClellan would say, but we did get Sean Lennon from Pro Wrestling Enforcer. So let's bring him in. Come on in. Hello, guys. How's it going? Sean, what's up? Nothing much, man. Just another week. Lots of big wrestling action happening this weekend, but yeah, we're talking about Warrior Wrestling, and I'm excited to get into this card. I am an avid Warrior Wrestling uh, fan, but I also do media as well, so it's kind of been like the highlight of my career, getting some of these guys to do uh, provide content for my show. Yeah, so to, uh, to, to give the listeners, in case they're not familiar with Pro Wrestling Force, or give the listeners just context, a lowdown on, on all that, your show. Yeah, so... I, I, I do do podcasts from home and Zoom, but I like to get out there. I like to actually talk to the wrestlers and, and you know, get uncomfortable in my from my environment and get to their environment. And so actually I sure. talk to them 
on the on my podcast at the venue or at the at the show and it's worked out pretty well i've gotten some pretty big names just doing that and you know probably normally wouldn't haven't had the opportunity to and yeah it's it's just fun you know being in person you know i think we all need to do that more often today yeah no it's a good point i think chris and i have when we've been asked by people like what why do you think two hours and face has had uh an impact or some or has grown to the point where like wrestlers people anyone wants to come on the show and the answer to that question i think is a couple of things it's like consistency which we've talked about but community so mm-hmm. like that other if you break it down into two c letter words the community the second one is exactly what you're talking about it's like going to the shows you putting yourself out there right a little mm-hmm. bit sometimes it can be uncomfortable but like you're you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone talking to these people face to face building a rapport with them getting to know them so that yes. you're saying has helped you like thrive a little bit yeah i think so i've had like guys like sam adonis uh, beast man on my podcast you nice. know, stuff live i even had kylie ray do a shout out I'm trying to, you know, hopefully get her on my show one day, but she doesn't do many interviews. So that's so like right. that she's she's like the final boss in what I'm doing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's the golden like, goose. He's the golden yes, goose. Yes, she is. I think we're all aiming to get Kylie Ray on our podcast, just you know, being herself and whatnot. But but sure. yeah, having her do a shout out, I didn't expect her to do that. And I didn't expect her to actually give me time and and you know, do it for no money either. So she did that and that was really yeah. kind. And she's very gracious and giving person. So yeah, I've had like that was a highlight of my career. And I mean, everybody can check out my YouTube channel. I just I have a bunch of them, Casey Navarro, among others, you okay. know, that I've had on my show. Yeah. And we got more that's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, that's again pro wrestling enforcer. If you were to summarize before we kind of get into the warrior wrestling stuff, if you were if you were to summarize like pro like if someone were to ask like what is pro wrestling enforcer? Like how would you sum? Like how would you sum, make that summary, that elevator pitch, to have someone go listen? I mean, I kind of would say it's like a fans podcast. I'm a I'm pro okay. wrestling fan first, you know, but I got to interview a lot of these wrestlers and and kind of make the interviews more personable, you know, than maybe okay. they're normally used to doing. And and that's what I try to do and understand kind of like how what's their role in the business and. You know how how does the business affect them personally and and stuff like that and just getting to know like all the different wrestlers that they train together and work together it makes for some great rapport nice mm-hmm. that's awesome um chris were you gonna say yeah. something sorry no 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 i mean uh like you, you were saying um you know you're naming a few and it just kind of wanted to make sure that um before we forget just kind of like if you know like it, do all, all all the content lives on YouTube and the uh, podcast platform, right? Y- yes, yes. I've I've been releasing mostly everything on on the podcast platform and audio lately, but okay, I, okay. Know, but we have a lot of stuff on YouTube. I've actually interviewed Billy Starks, actually Dan Dwash. She did a short interview with me. I did like uh, uh, Maria Canellis, Women's Wrestling Army. That was one of the highlights of there last year. Having nice. her on as well through a podcast, and I actually got to go there before. The doors over the public and see Maria, you know, see her family, see, see all the wrestlers training, working out, and getting ready or preparation, you know, preparing their strategy together, and uh, see them actually cut promos on TV, TV promos, like right in front of me. Dang, that's really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be grateful to have those opportunities. Yeah, and that's in becoming, a, in doing so, becoming a huge 
War Wrestling fan. War Wrestling 27, which is back to the bend, took place mm-hmm. took place in South Bend, Indiana. I think sometime in January. Um, well, how you went to that, to that show? How was that yeah. show overall for you? It was a it was fun. I, I'm I mean overall the crowd were they were really into the show. I, okay. I I'm not saying they aren't at the other venues like Marion Catholic High School, but they show up in South Bend. That place was. You know, rocking. You couldn't find an empty seat unless you were you said like the first. You know, I mean, the first few rows you couldn't find an empty seat, and that's that to be expected. They draw a huge crowd when they go to South Bend, and and the audience brings it every time. And I think you've seen Warrior Wrestling. They have a lot of their marquee matchups. They featured Will Osprey heavily at uh, South Bend. We didn't really get Will Osprey in Chicago mm-hmm. at all. You know, if you if you think about it, during his title run, we got him once at, at Tinley Park. Tinley Park. Okay. But, you know, Will Will Osprey was definitely on display in South Bend. The venue was so amazing. It's like a, a stadium slash theater, and it, it makes it so intimate. Just the way it, you know, it's like you're surrounding the ring. It's like an auditorium. It feels yes. very auditorium like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed that. Yeah, it's very it's intimate, and there is almost like it doesn't go far back. It goes more up. Right. Yes. So like there are people exactly. like looking down almost at the stage. It feels like you're in a theater watching a production or a play, um, so to speak. So it seems Mexico seemed... City Lucha Libre. Is that? I know. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like the setup out there. OK. It's very, like instead of wide, it goes up. OK. Yeah. It's also compared to the second stage in Atlanta. Where Ring it... of Honor has held many events. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. Interesting. OK. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can uh, kind of t- let's let's maybe talk about War Wrestling 28. Um, and then as we're kind of going along and maybe some yeah. of the stuff, we can reference 27. Because like I said, sure. I watched some matches from it. I have some thoughts on some stuff like that. And uh, there's one thing I wanted to bring up, too. And I think you were you were directly involved in, but we can wait until till we get to that moment. Um the headliner, I guess we could just, just really start there. The headliner for Oof. Wrestling 28 is uh, Chris. Do you, I mean, do you want to take it from here, honestly? I mean, uh, you're, well, you are the Lucha consultant on this podcast. So I don't <laughs> see the Lucha show. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that, um, you know, we, when we talked to Steve, um, talking about bringing in Hijo de Vikingo, like that was kind of like a, a highlight there, right? And then mm-hmm. just seeing his performance at South Bend. Um, whether you watch the entire match or I'm sure you catch some clips on, on social media, um, you know, Hijo de Vikingo does not, you know, he's not phoning it in. He's he's there and he's all going all out. And now he's going up against Black Taurus and Aramis. So Aramis being a former um, lucha champ for, for Warrior. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that whole dynamic there is, is going to – it's a setup for – craziness and awesomeness it's funny how like it's a lucha match and it's like it just doesn't feel complete unless there mm-hmm. is a third person in there like wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't it if it was like black taurus versus vikingo it would be like this could be fun but it's like they all like in in classic lucha style you just gotta it's like inserting more where can we insert more craziness into this yeah. like like it's just an injection of crazy so like we'll throw a third person in here and mm-hmm. And it's like Sean, uh, the did the did the Instagram videos of Vikingo jumping off that like brick part in the in the mm-hmm. auditorium at twenty seven? Did that do it justice, or did you have to be there for him to jump around that that venue? 
Uh, I think it's just amazing to see it live when you're witnessing it live. Like it just seems like unreal that he's going ahead and he's going to do that. I think there was a similar spot that uh, Drago or June Drago kid did. It was similar mm-hmm. to that, but Vikingo landed it so much better with ease. Like you know the move he pulled off and everything like that. It was it was just really uh, advanced technique. Yeah, it can't. Yeah, the way he could direct himself in the air as well. You're right. No, you're right. It's amazing how they can coordinate that in in flight. Um, Yeah. The what we're explaining does not do it justice. Honestly, I think you need to probably go to wrestling with unicorns. You Instagram. I think that had the clip. Um, Yeah. But it was okay. Awesome. I have it on. Uh, That that's yeah. That's amazing. And I mean. Chris, there's balconies at this event. There's high balconies at Talia <laughs> Hall, isn't there? There, there is. Um, and and let's not also forget, right? That Hijo de Vikingo is is doing this. I don't know if it's a tour or just his um, stay here in, in the U.S. for a while. He's bringing that AAA Mega Championship, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that I think last person that did it probably was Phoenix. Okay. Um, in the in the early stages when he started coming to AAW and doing some golly shows, I think um, you know he he put that AAA Mega Championship on the line at golly. So now seeing the the the, the AAA uh, Mega Championship going around now and now with Hijo de Vikingo as the holder of that championship and defending it in several places with Warrior Wrestling is also pretty cool. What can you explain for for people that don't know like myself? The mega championship is that does that what could what could you equate to? Is that like a middle of the middle championship? Is that their main title or there, like... there are a lot of titles out there for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, one of the titles. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of the titles. Um no, but I, I would uh top tier, um definitely not a twenty four seven. Okay, not <laughs> um, a hardcore uh, title. No. Right, not a hardcore not title, but uh twenty four seven. Uh, definitely intercontinental, I believe. Okay, like around that Upper type tier, of... Yeah. Okay. Tier. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's a treat to – this. he just kind of feels like unless he – unless he, you know, is signed by a, an American company, this kind of just feels like a guy we won't see. And I don't know how long he's going to be with Warrior, but it feels like a treat to see this guy. It's mm-hmm. going to feel that way. Like, I don't know if that's how you felt, Sean – seeing yeah. uh Kingo, but just the the way that warrior and he's kind of built himself up it feels like we might not see him too often so like getting the opportunity to see him is going to feel like yes. a treat that's just kind of kind of how i take it yeah i feel the same way it's a it's like a will osprey you know how will osprey had his run in warrior wrestling yeah exactly it's kind of got that same feel um uh, yeah, that I mean, we started off really hot with that. There is also a, a, a sneaky one I'm kind of looking forward to is Beastman versus Trevor Outlaw. Mm-hmm. Um, Beastman, <laughs> boy, <laughs> let me tell you, Beastman at Warrior Wrestling 27. Well, actually, Chris, I think it would be fun to have. I was going to bring that up to you. It would be fun to have him on in the future. But man, this he was he was i kind of felt bad for him at one point like i would not want to chase brian pillman around the ring that much he was like this man it was like cat it was like cat versus mouse like it was just literally like beast man like i was exhausted watching beast man get exhausted because he was chasing brian pillman jr Mm -hmm. around the ring 
Um, so yeah, that was a really fun match to watch. Did you uh, have any thought? Have any thoughts on that Beastman versus Pillman Jr. match, uh, Sean? Yeah, that was a, a to me a throwback match. Like both those guys looked like they were pulled from a different era, which I love. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a great storytelling match, you know. It was it definitely stood out uh, from the other matches on the card, and it felt more of a throwback, like something you'd see back in the the late, in the late '80s, the mid '90s. Yeah, it was almost like more stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, than actual moves and things like that. It was more like character work, which I appreciate. Yes. Uh, Trevor Outlaw now is facing Beastman. Like I don't, I don't know the Trevor Outlaw. I don't know if he's got some athleticism. I don't think he can move as fast as Brian Pillman Jr., but no. he's going to try, like, to, he's going to have to outsmart uh, this yeah. husk of a human. You know, coming along with the clown, uh, that, that definitely means that they'll some they'll have some tricks up their sleeve, but, hey, Beastman is, is a beast. That's all I got to say. I, I got to say, honestly, I, you guys are going to hate me for this, but I was honestly – I don't know if the word is impressed by FTC LLC. I'm in, here's what I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Frank the Clown because he's been able to convince all these people. Trevor Allah, easy to convince, right? Because mm-hmm. he's just dastardly in his own right. But like, it's a, for, it's a formidable force, this faction, honestly. When I saw him in action at 27, when I watched back virtually, like they have a, a person that can kind of do everything. Um, like a very versatile group. I think they recruited Max the Impaler. I think that happened. Yes, they did. So yeah, I don't know if that's official. If it, you Max the Impaler doesn't really do, she or they, they don't really do press conference. Max, they're not very, yeah. uh, they're not very uh, <laughs> cheerful or like wanting to give yeah. updates. Um, but like, he's 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 recruiting a lot of people, um, and he was actually kind of funny when he did commentary as well, when you watch the show back. So I will mm-hmm. give Frank the clown credit for that, but like, I'm a little scared for warrior because FTC LLC, it's, they actually like can produce results and they actually have like a really good roster, mm-hmm. like that faction. Like, I don't, I don't know, Sean, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, they're also versatile. So they don't always have to have like the, all of them there at the same show, you know, it's that. You know, Calvin Tankman's not going to be there, yet we're going to get next the Impaler. Or, you know what I'm saying? We have Casey Navarro. He wasn't at the last show, and, and now he's he's here. So they can swap out pretty easily, you know, because as Frank the Clown alluded to in my interview with him, they are in demand. And, uh, you know, they have titles defended, other championships defend, and other promotions. So that's the versatility of, of Frank the Clown. He, he made sure he got you know, guys that don't have to always be there in the same place to succeed. That's a good point. You don't have Tankman. Okay, you get Maxine Paler, who is like equally as much of a bulldozer as Tankman is. So yeah, yeah. he's just his recruit, his his smarts, his wit, and his wit, his ability to recruit. I think are maybe yes. some of the most dangerous assets for Frank the Clown as a faction leader. I agree. Yeah, and actually, I'm gonna backpedal real quick here and. This is the mega championship, so this is equivalent to the heavyweight. Uh, oh, the main, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if it's the universal or what you know, mm-hmm. the, whatever the main title is at that promotion. This is Triple A's main title. Oh, oh okay, okay, that's, that's, so. that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, we are getting a treat then. Um, 
mm-hmm. which is really cool to see. Yeah, so Beastman versus Trevor Outlaw really sticks out to me. Storm Grayson, if you look at this, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. If you look at this card, this image that I have, and I can maybe put it up to the screen. Oh, if you look at this, yeah, image, yeah, share yeah. my screen. I'll share my screen right there now. There is literally Frank the Clown is literally on this one, two, yeah. three. He's on this four times. <laughs> um, and four times the FTC logo is over the Warrior logo. So, like, how mm-hmm. vain, how vain can you get you to, to be yeah. to be on the but this is what we were talking about. Like, he's in this happened like quick, pretty quickly, like in a half a year, right? Yeah. Look, yeah. look how many times he's on this. Can you count, like, start from the bottom? One, one. <laughs> two, three, four. Yeah. He's pretty much 50% of that poster. He's 50% of the poster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's working overtime for Principal Steve. <laughs> yes, he's, he's out working. Like, they, hey, you know, it's funny. I saw both uh, Principal Steve and Frank the Clown at a uh, movie theater. It was for like, uh, what was that? Heels premiere for CM Punk was there too. Oh, it's nice. funny seeing them interact. And, uh, and Frank the Clown turned around. And he's like, Principal Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not even at a wrestling show. We're not even at Warrior. But he just turned around and looked at him. It See, that's like, that's the, when I was watching 27, I was like, no, I was like, I need to like, I can't have Frank the Clown grow on me like that because I need to get – I can't have him. He's like in, inceptioning yeah. my brain. Like, no, I can't have positive thoughts about this dude because, like, he kept saying Principal Steve too when he was on the microphone, and I thought it was, like, pretty funny. And I'm just yeah. like, God, shake that off. Like, I can't I can't be enabling this type of behavior, you know? No, no. Uh, that's the bad thing. If Frank the Clown gets championship gold in Warrior Wrestling, more than what he already has, he has the world championship. It's a bad thing. So hopefully we'll keep the woman's title and the te- and the uh, and the lucha title out of his his grimy little rubby hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he gets. Hopefully we can take that away because we can get to that one because I think Brian Cage is going to provide a great challenge for Casey Navarro. So hopefully we can lose he can lose some gold before he gains any more. Yeah, Casey Navarro, who who she hit Chris. I don't know if you saw, but he turned the belt pink. Nothing wrong with the color pink. Um, but now it's called the truly blessed warrior wrestling championship. Cause he's yeah. truly, and, well, I mean, he's going up against Brian cage, right? Who Brian cage had that title on in the early stages of warrior wrestling. He held on to that for quite some mm-hmm. time. Kind of went through, I think he went through that. Um, uh, what was that match called? The, the war of attrition war of attrition. Yeah. 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 He went through all of that. He held that title and he had to relinquish that title. So he never really lost it. He does feel like an OG warrior guy, doesn't he? For sure, yeah. Yeah. Even though we've seen him like I remember when we first started seeing him at the pop up at like AAW, but now like he feels like a foundation, like a pillar that Warrior built around in their some of their early matches. He was. I didn't yeah. say he feels like, but he was. Um, so him versus Casey Navarro is a really, really good test because it's like a former champion. Okay, like new champ show up against the old champ. Let's see if you know. You you can match up to Brian Cage's Warrior Legacy, so it kind of it kind of feels like old versus new. Yeah, this is a long time coming. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean Frank the Clown is in the back of that photo. He uh, 
The truly blessed is just more annoying. Honestly, Frank, the FTC LLC, they're annoying. That's what yes, they are. They are. <laughs> they are. And, and it's, yeah, it sucks that, that Storm Grayson is with them because Storm is not, I wouldn't say, is an annoying individual. But oh, like, he can be. He can be. I, I did okay. an interview with Trevor Outlaw, and he was he was uh, trolling me in that interview. I, he can be. Was he? Wanna, yeah, man. He was really pissing me off. Like, you know, to the point it's like, just get out of my face, dude. You can get that way sometimes. Did Trevor Allah rip your sign? Yes, he did. That was my yes. I didn't even know that. I didn't. I didn't even know that made the broadcast. It did. I because I saw. I that's what I was going to bring I up. I thought it went off the air or went to a commercial during that whole point. No, I saw you. If you watch the, the playback, you see your the pink sign get ripped out of your hands and it gets ripped up. Yes, that was my Trevor's mom loves me sign. <laughs> 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 so, so, so he's ripped, he ripped your sign too, right, Charlie? Yeah, he's ripped one of our signs too. Like, what does Trevor Allah have against signs? Well, I mean, for me, I was—he was probably pissed off that I'm saying his mother loves me, you know. In a motherly way, though, like right, it's like love... it's like you know, yeah, she just friends, you know. Come on, yeah, yeah. yeah, just friends. <laughs> and then we made anything else by it, but that's that's Trevor. He gets angry, and we did it. Oh, it was great as we did the the interview, and when you watch the interview, someone comes up. And ask him to sign his poster. And he's like, "What the hell is this? This is an interview going on. Like, do you understand? This guy's interviewing me right now." And she literally interrupted us. He took the poster and he threw it. And I was like, "I hope he he apologized to her later on and signed it." <laughs> took the poster. We need to took the poster and threw it. And Storm Grace was all in her face too. Storm was like so much into people's faces during that interview. Like he didn't even write. Didn't even recognize Storm Grayson at that point. We need to form some kind of coalition where, like, the first two rows all bring signs. Yes. So, like, there's no, like, maybe one or two signs get ripped, but there's no way he yeah. can take them all out. You know, we need to outnumber know. him with signs. Exactly. We, we do. do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that was, that was, my, I didn't even know that made the broadcast, to be honest with you. I thought it was like on commercial or something. Oh, no. It's on there. I saw <laughs> I, I recognize you. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> And now in looking at this card, so we have Casey Navarro versus Brian Cage, we said Beastman versus Trevor Outlaw, Sam Adonis versus Storm Grayson, which feels like an old versus new old guard versus new guard as well. Mm-hmm. Um that's and then we have Queen Aminata. I said that right, I think, versus Maxine Paler. Um Queen Aminata scored a victory over Kylie Ray at War Wrestling 27. So it was impressive. Made her tap, actually. I don't think a lot of people actually do that. Um, and it, it almost just feels like this is setting up. Honestly, it kind of feels like it's setting up to be an FTC LLC sweep only because I could see Ooh. them. I could only see them cheating and I could see them cheating in several ways. Like, I'm not saying that Sam Adonis is going to lose clean to Storm Grayson. That's not what I'm saying. But like the way this is kind of set up, it, it feels like it's like changing of the guard a little bit. FTC LLC is trying to take over by taking out, you know, this person who's been well established in Warrior, this person mm-hmm. who's been well established in Warrior, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's what it kind of feels like it's constructed to be. Yeah, I'm I'm going for Queen Aminata though. After after that last win over uh, Kylie Ray, I think that builds her confidence up. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last time she tapped. Like also, yeah, yeah. No, Go ahead, saying, sir. 
Oh, no worries. My bad. Um, I was saying Queen Aminata is undefeated in Warrior. She has a win over Sky Blue and now Kylie Ray. That's impressive, two wins. Yep. What, do you, what, what, uh, what do you like about her? Like, what impresses you about Queen Aminata? She's in the person's face most of the match. Like, you know, she's just very aggressive style. I love it. Okay. And she's just got long limbs. She's very technical. Like you saw, she, she finished Kylie with submission. So it just shows a long way where she's come and now where she's at. Definitely. And Maxine and Taylor will try to run through you. So it's a little different, different yes. clash of styles too. Because if you can chop that big tree down and Aminata gets her on the ground, I think she honestly, she could do some damage with submissions, like you said. Yeah, remember that one video that went viral? Queen Aminata gave like the the, the butt plant to Sky Blue and then hit her and then hit her with the boot, and everybody thought that Sky Blue had a concussion. Like she made that shit look real. You know what I'm saying? Sorry if I'm cursing, but no, yeah, it's she, made it, she made it look real. You know? Definitely. And yeah, she's tough. For it. Yeah. So. And she's got the yeah she's got the the she does uh she does knees over toes exercises I don't know if you're familiar with those but like she's got some strong legs mm -hmm. it looks like yes that's uh, what I was meaning with the limbs you know yeah there you go mm -hmm. um yeah it would be cool, cool to see like I said Sam is honest versus Storm Grayson we're kind of jump bouncing around now but it's all good like that is a yeah. cool that is a cool like it's cool to see Storm put in situations like this despite his allegiances in warrior but i think we all like storm the individual outside of the frank the clown influence and mm -hmm. and it's cool to see him put in situations like this because you can see him climb like we've seen him climb the mountain so to speak and he's got a match if this is if you're listening to this before freelance's show he actually has a match a rematch on the 10th with robert anthony yes but it's cool to see Storm overcome obstacles is what I'm trying to say. It's like Sam Adonis mm -hmm. being that obstacle he could overcome. Like winning his title back at Freelance. Like it's cool to see him succeed, I think, because we all like him. Yeah. Yep. And and we've always talked oh, about yeah. Sam Adonis being a staple to, um, to Warrior, right? So like kind of this being a true test of like, all right, you, you, you want to be in this uh, Warrior roster? You got to go through Sam Adonis. So. Yeah. Kind of a gatekeeper. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, you know what? Like it stinks that he gave up his belt. I understand like that. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand the contractual obligations or anything like this, but like, I thought we weren't right. going to see him because he relinquished the title. I'm glad Vikingo has it. I'm not like mad about that, but now like Sam's back. So it'd be cool mm -hmm. to see maybe a, a re a re challenge or issue go a re reissuing going on in the future maybe of a Kingo versus Adonis feud or anything like that to kind of last us throughout the year. Now I'm getting just smart <laughs> with my fantasy booking. Yeah. But um it's cool that he's at least back on the card, Adonis, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean I'm excited. Is there any match like uh, uh, out of the I think that was and looking at the the it, official it, press release. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything else that has been announced or no? So there's more plus more to be announced, Jordan. I think. So well, we have Jordan Cross and Carlos Romo. I don't think we touched on oh, that. Oh, right. I completely skipped over that one because yeah. it didn't have Frank the Clown in the image. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Someone might turn. <laughs> I know <laughs> one of these people could be recruited. Yeah. I don't you know, yeah. to be honest, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about this match? I don't know 
I know Romo faced Kylie last year, and that was a really good match. Yeah. But I don't know too much about these two competitors, like individually. Do you have any opinion, I, strong opinions on them? Yeah, well, I, I, Jordan Cross is is kind of like this guy who's also from the Midwest, and he's now really just uh, stepped into into the spotlight. He had a big feud with EC3, and he beat EC3 at back at uh, Warrior Wrestling 26, I believe it was. Okay. Or, or yeah, I believe it was 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 twenty six, and in, in Russell Warrior Wrestling twenty five, he beat Sam Beal, and this is the first time he was getting on the main card. So he's really showed uh, up. I know Steve loves him. Uh, he's always helped out with Warrior, like you know, behind the scenes. But now he's he's obviously on the main roster, and kid's good. He's been on AEW Dark. Uh, you know, watch his match with EC three. That was a fun one uh, okay. that he's, he's had. He's also faced a, num- a number of other known wrestlers. I just, off the top of my head, I can't uh, name them. But um, Chris is really good with names. Chris, yeah. You got any oh, please don't put me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to good. look on his we- on the on the website, but I know he's take he's he's been on AEW Dark. He's taken on like Tony Nese and um, Josh Woods already. I know he's okay. taking them out. So you know, I, I'm just saying, just just be like. The guys, he's come a long way in such a short time. Like that's 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 like my biggest takeaway from this is that this is going to be a fun match. Jordan Cross is the punk rock prince. Carlos Romo is also a punk rock superstar. He's a he has his own punk rock band. So oh shit! And that's oh, right wow. there between them. They're both punk rock guys. You know, Carlos Romo also has like the punk rock vibe going on. So two punk rockers going out at Dahlia Hall, which is known to be a a concert venue in Chicago and it's going to be high flying. It's going to be, you know, very acrobatic. And, you know, I just, just a taste of what's to come when, when you put these two together, what we've seen with uh, Carlos Romo, he had great matches with Kylie. He's also wrestled Nick Wayne. He's wrestled so many great names. I mean, uh, just, you know, I think he's wrestled speed all Mike Bailey before. So uh, a guy that you can kind of utilize any spot in your car, main event to the, to the opening match. And Jordan Cross is versatile in that in that way as well. Interesting. Yeah, the press release says uh, a Wisconsin native, Jordan Cross. Mm-hmm. So he's probably a Packers fan, unfortunately. We we completely <laughs> don't don't support that here. Um, yes. But uh, it says so. yes, yeah. And he says he is uh, been on a lucky winning streak in Warrior Wrestling. Yes. A bit so of luck. Some luck on a side. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone go, going over EC3, I think it's a big compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is an interesting one. It's just – it's it's nice to have something that's separate from the FTC LLC storyline, yeah. you know. A little, yeah, sure. a little variety in this buffet line of sorts. And Jordan's uh, taken a lot of top uh, wrestlers in the, the Chicago independent area, including like Big Capri, I think Steve Boz. He's been in the ring with – Quite a number of experienced wrestlers, and his dad Ryan Cross as well. Oh, he's got a lineage. This is a lineage thing, huh? Yes, it is. Interesting. So, oh, that's um, really I, cool to see. Yeah, really great guy. If you ever get a chance to talk to him or even have him on your podcast, it might be something potentially in the future. It only looks like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's only been six matches announced from when we're recording this on February 7th. We're a little early because yeah. the show is on the 18th. We right. wanted to give enough people time to listen to everything, get out some clips in, in the meantime. 
in between time. So there's probably more to be announced. I would say, I feel like they usually land around maybe eight-ish matches, right, these shots? Yeah, something like that. I, there was a whole bunch of people announced, but I don't know if they're all, all of them are going to be signed on for matches as of this point. Well, there is going to be a fan, Warrior Wrestling Fan Fest, of course. It wouldn't be Warrior yes. Wrestling without a VIP Fan Fest. Uh, those things go hand in hand like lamb and tuna fish. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Fan Fest runs from 4.30 to 6.30. Yep. And um, you have warriorwrestling.net for tickets. And it looks like doors for the show are at 6.30 and then bell time is 7. Talia Hall. Oh. And another note, parking is not that good there. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> I, That's a good I, point. That's a good point. Yeah. It would be funny if it said that specifically on the pressing release. Parking is not that good. <laughs> I would say Get there early. I, I was, I, I'm going to reserve my spot in Spot Hero after this. <laughs> Dude, that's a handy app. Spot Hero will save you. I, I actually went to GCW at the Thalia Hall. That was my first time in the venue. I never went to a... Um, uh, even though I do frequently go to Galley, I never went to a Galley there, and it was a fun time. It was a it was a lot of fun. Yeah, then someone jumped off the balcony at that show, so uh, yes. Kingo is going to be parkouring his ass all over there. <laughs> Talking about that, I have a quick clip here. Um, okay, that was put out by Warrior, so I'll okay. just share it here. Well, um, for 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 those listening, YouTube, you get the you, this is the bonus content you got on YouTube. Right. So, <laughs> right. YouTube. The Vikingo era of warrior wrestling. Oh, the Vikingo era. Yeah, see, he's parkour. That's parkour. That's literally parkour right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I mean, you gotta have really strong knees to land that and be okay. Honestly. Yeah. Ray Horace. A new champion crowned. El sudor y hasta la sangre, señores. Así como lo he hecho con el megacampeón, lo voy a defender muy bien. Tanto en Estados Unidos, tanto en México. Le voy a dar un gran reinado. El gran jinete, nuevo campeón. Yeah. Chris, can you translate <laughs> for the audio listeners? <laughs> Basically, he said the same thing twice, uh, that he's okay. going to defend it with his heart and soul. So, uh, I mean, he right. puts it all on the line, you know, like that. Yeah, like you said, very good knees. Um, not just to land, you know, those big high flying off the balcony or whatever we're going to see that day, but also like some like high flying moves off of the top rope. Um, and it just kind of like, you know, that Lucha style, definitely like you saw um in that clip that people were you know he had money there in the ring so people were throwing their dollars in yeah uh, in in that typical lucha style fashion but you know you often kind of like oh it's a lucha match they're gonna get money thrown but no like now it's even harder i think because people have been so exposed to this style that now they pick and choose when when you kind of get that um 
you know, money thrown into the ring. So it, it does say something, right? Because we've had, you know, Phoenix, Pentagon, mm-hmm. um, all these other luchadors that, that have come through the doors um, and kind of set the bar. And I think Iko uh, Lukingo here is setting that bar a little bit higher now. Um, and, and we'll see. I mean, he's holding that, that, uh, that Lucha championship too. So if you're reading, uh, I'm between, excited that he's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're reading between the lines, which I, 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 let me just put my smarky hat on for a second. I'm just going to throw this on. If you're reading between the lines here, um, I don't know. It sounds like he's going to have a long reign with the belt. I mean, that could all end yeah. right on February 18th, but uh, it sounds like he might be here for a bit. That's kind of like the mm-hmm. message they were trying to display there. So yeah. it could be it could be a good good summer of of a bunch of a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, I know. Especially after last year, they didn't have the stadium series, and hopefully, we get the, the stadium series this year as well. Because that's that was an amazing time. Well, let's just, uh, yeah, let's just keep naming really tall like things he can jump off of. Let's yeah, exactly. let's have the carnival series where he can go up on the Ferris wheel and do a, <laughs> a back snapping eel strike three sixty. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking about that goalpost. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, there's goalposts and there's stands at a at a yeah. football field. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, it's about a couple yeah. stories up. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some other matches announced, but I think these are like the core matches that are going to, you know, interest the fans. And uh, one other note was uh, Queen Amanada, she's coming off a tour of Japan. I think that's why she sharpened up her skills and was able to submit Kylie Ray. Oh, yeah. So we learned some she's, good point. Mm-hmm. Some she's underground shit. Christmas. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, I mean, it's hard to uh, like. I'm re- without saying the main event. I think I'm kind of looking forward to the Beast Man Trevor Outlaw, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's a really good, solid foundation they've already announced, and it's not even yeah. we're not even ten days out yet, so it should be no. really fun. Yeah, it should be. I'm I'm excited for Warrior Wrestling. They always bring a, a spectacular card. Like I said, it's one of the highlights of my career. You know, doing podcasts and just covering their events, and you know being a part of it anyway i can't possible man yeah uh i think you do you do great work and we'll continue to Thanks. support as always to support the podcasting community the local and the community we have in chicago um before we take it home did you want to uh plug social handles or anything like that sean or anything sure. you check out? yeah well check out my youtube page pro wrestling enforcer podcast on youtube uh you just type it in on youtube you can check it out or pwe is and you can find us at twitter at pro uh, pw enforcer pod and at pro wrestling enforcer podcast on instagram and our facebook as well thank you guys support we have a, a pro wrestling t-store <laughs> There you go. This is mm-hmm. funny, you know. I, I usually don't, you know, plug that, but you know, if guys want something like the PWE shirts, we had a few wrestlers wear them out during their entrances too. You might have spotted that at Freelance or Pro Warrior Wrestling. We've had some some of the local guys, you know, wear them. So appreciate the support if you guys are interested in that. But you know, just please follow me, and you know, we're trying to get get our get our content out there more, and get more, you know, people liking it and. And subscribing as well. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys, man. Two heels of face. You guys have really set the blueprint of what it takes to, to make this a successful platform. Uh, oh, thank you. And yeah, I uh, when when 
you reached out to us about just like any sort of collab or anything like yes. that, any sort of joint thing. You know, I, I, I think I, the sentiment I kind of got from asking around was like Sean's, Sean's heart was in the right place. He wants it to be about the wrestlers, the promotions, like he's building yes. something bigger than yourself almost. And I think that's what Chris and I try to do. And like, we appreciate you for that. So. Oh yeah. You too. Same here, man. We'll definitely support each other. And it's, it's not always, it's like, I feel like we know we don't ever get enough appreciation for what we do, but Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, I think we keep telling, we keep just keep telling, letting people have a platform to tell, to say what they need to say and keep, uh, yes, keep at it. Exactly. Exactly. And you guys have interviewed some good wrestlers down there that, you know, I, I got the ch chance to check out. I mean, well, I remember uh, a few years ago you had actually, uh, uh, what's her name? Elena Black, Elena Black and a couple other girls too. At the same yeah. Time. That's yeah, uh, Elena Black, I, Missa I, Kate, and uh, Blair. Blair Onyx. Blair Onyx. Yeah, and that one of our that's one of our favorite uh, interviews, honestly. I think because we did that one in person in a big, it was a it was a room a next to like, room? <laughs> next to Chris's office. He yeah, has a boardroom, and uh, one of our favorite interviews. And yeah, I mean, I think that one's doing really well on YouTube. It might have been because I went back and changed the title to formal or now known as Cora Jade. Oh, okay. so I got we got that keyword in there. Um, but no, like that was, I think that was cool because it was the first time anyone had asked those three to like speak in that fashion. Yes. And, uh, and it, we had them all together. Right. So it was like, it was like a community podcast. This is like the, the future of the women's wrestling foundation in this area. And, uh, and they're all still doing really, really well. So yeah, that was one of our favorite shows, I think, Chris. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think? yeah. And I mean, just I guess since we touched on that, right, like one of the things that, that we try to announce, obviously, whenever we bring in a guest is for them to be comfortable. Right. And in this yeah. case, uh, because, you know, like there's there's a, there's, you know, 20,000 other plus more uh, wrestling podcasts out there. Right. But since we are focused on on the local scene and at that point, we were like, you know, women's wrestling is mm -hmm. kind of taking a turn here. Like, let, let's shine some more light there we wanted to invite them and normally we would have a guest or a wrestler as a guest, but because they're women, we also wanted them to feel comfortable and not coming into this weird like right. place in, uh, you know, what was, it was in river North, right. It's considered, um, yeah, it was by the theater on uh, Roosevelt, like, yeah. so, like South loopish, South loopish. There you go. Yeah. 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 So it's just, you know, it was a, it's a cool thing that it actually came to fruition. Like, you know, these three cool wrestlers came down, had you know had some you know what about an hour and a half or so of a conversation just you know sharing their stories um and and again it's it's all about the wrestlers and and, and giving them the spotlight sure. and and allowing others to to learn their stories so that that yeah that was pretty cool and, and yeah charlie's right like it's definitely been one of our favorites that we still once in a while still talk still talk about to this day yeah one of the more fulfilling episodes for sure yeah, for sure. I was like, I think after that episode, I actually had Laney Luck do an in-studio interview. And that was my first ever freelance show that same day. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was right before the pandemic hit and we all closed down and all the show mm -hmm. stopped. It was, it was literally right before that. We had Laney Luck on, uh, in, our, in our studio. And we had, I worked like months to get her to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just with the scheduling and everything, and 
Yeah, I've been I've been taught had her on my podcast. I've said her recently, but you know, maybe again one day we'll we'll do it. You know, she's going through a lot right now, and but you know, I support her and yeah, her, get her get her to to do a do a podcast again. But yeah, that, that that was that was crazy. Like she was like my first freelance wrestler I had. Well, actually, I had Bryce and and Jazz on before her, but still, she was like the first female mm-hmm. Chicago female wrestler I had on. Yeah, she's her and Jeff were were, were great to talk to, um, yeah. and yeah, I think she's Kalani's kind of making her comeback, so to speak. I see her training a lot on, on Insta and things like that, so yeah. should be really fun to get her back into the mix. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is so much great talent in Chicago. You just never who's going to rise up and like, damn. <laughs> I knew them. And, yeah. just and that's the cool. Yeah, and that's the coolest part because we have a. I think there is a role to fill with with the stories we we help tell, and it's cool yeah. to be just be that small cog to help so, someone like yeah. have their first interview or have another interview that they want to have and kind of get that out there for people to listen. So. Yes, and I've actually had a uh, Reagan. Regan, she's a she's a staple of, of freelance, right? She's. I don't know much about her. But yeah, I, I, had, I think we follow her on her on Instagram. Yeah, I, I had her on my show a couple of times. Nice, she's a very nice person. Yeah, we'll have to check those out. Yeah, for sure. But I appreciate you guys again. I appreciate you, Chris and Charlie. Definitely. Hopefully, we get a chance to do this again. For sure, for sure. Uh, no, thank you, uh, Chris. You can take us home. All right. Well, if uh, everything goes as planned, we might see each other at Warrior Wrestling Twenty Eight. Yeah, sure. Um, but as far as two heels to the face goes, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all at two heels in the face, number two heels in the face. You can check out our website, two heels in face.com. And with that being said, remember to always hashtag Viva La Chico. Awesome. <laughs>